And welcome back to another edition of City View, a podcast of Quin- a podcast Quincy, which is the name of this podcast. It's called Podcast Quincy. You can find it on iTunes and wherever you get your podcast platform. So I want to welcome uh, you to this program, which is called City View with Mayor Tom Koch. Welcome, Mayor Koch. Good to be back, Mark. I know we missed a week because uh, I think you were vacationing somewhere. But I wasn't. Thank you very okay. much. You I all appreciate deserved. that. Yes, when I was you. here working hard. You were, as you always mm-hmm. are, and uh, let's get right into it. We have uh, a short amount of time to squeeze in a few exciting topics. And while I was away, you had gone before the city council with a, with an update on the downtown, really on the next phase of what the downtown project is. So could you fill us in on what that is? Sure. It's funny. My uh, my kids and my wife says, can you talk about something other than the downtown? Because you seem to talk about that a lot. Uh, but I get a lot of questions on the downtown a lot, so I, I think it's fair uh, to let people know exactly what's going on. We've seen a great um, transformation of the downtown to date. We have a ways to go. What we've seen, namely at this point, is a lot of residential development with some retail and restaurants, which has been very well received. West of Chestnut was a start. Peter O'Connell's building, uh, foundations are going in. LBC building, if you've been down Hancock Street, you've seen that. It's gone up like a Lego set. Uh, it, it's a whole different type of construction that's being uh, being used and meets the code. Uh, our public parking garage, you're going to start seeing coming out of the ground. The foundations are being poured on the Hancock lot, and that will be open in September. So there's been a lot happening on the easterly side of Hancock Street. Uh, we've been focused for the last year and a half planning-wise on the westerly side between Hancock Street uh, and Bergen Parkway and between Hannon Parkway and Granite Street. And uh, what we presented to the council was a major phase of that whole Ross area. Uh, some may remember the Ross garage that was up in front of the old Chevys. Um, and uh, we took that down a couple of years ago now. It was in bad, bad shape uh, along with the deck. And where you surface that whole area, it's all been used for surface parking. And during the day, it's packed. At night, there's plenty of room. So if you're going to go down to Albert or Fuji or 16C or the Fours, the there's plenty of room uh, to park there So uh, in the meantime. So We've been working at uh, negotiating at the table with Fox Rock, which is a company owned by Rob Hale, uh, and we've been working very hard. Our teams; um, these things are complicated, so we have outside experts, outside experts on real estate, outside experts on finances, outside experts legally. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, and uh, it takes uh, a real talented team, I think, to to get this thing together. So both sides have worked very hard with some great experts at the table. Uh, a program like this, you can't have, you can't walk away from a deal like this saying, what a huge win for the city and a huge loss for the developer. And the developer can't say, what a huge win for us and we screwed the city. It's got to be, you know, both sides saying, you know, we got something, we got to live with some stuff we didn't want to live with, but for the greater good, it makes sense. Uh, you know, developers aren't going to do this if, if they're not going to make any money, you know. Um, so we got to make sure that as a city, we're protecting our interests. I'm protecting the taxpayers' interests, and I, I think we've done that in this deal. So what ha- what's happened is we sent presented to the city council. Uh, it's about 450,000 square feet uh, of um, combination, but mostly commercial space, more than 200,000 of it being a medical office building, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, I think, with the yeah. announcement of Brigham Women's in South Shore uh, coming to downtown uh, into one of Fox Rock's buildings. So this kind of lays out that program in more detail. Now, I want to remind people that this is not a hospital coming to Quincy Center. This is a medical office building that's going to have a lot of services, day surgeries, all kind of clinical services for people that today would have to leave the confines of the city of Quincy to, to get. So uh, it's a benefit. It's, uh, it's a great, I think it's going to be a great addition and great asset to the city. 
Um, and you know what? It comes with uh, you know a beautiful building, which creates and sustains construction jobs. It's going to create all kinds of new professional jobs. You're going to have a lot of people making decent salaries working there, which then will be looking for places to live. And they'll be looking to spend money at restaurants and retail locations. So the spinoff effect economically is huge. So that's the first building. The building that would be next to it would be a hotel. Uh, we love hotels. We do. Great for oh, the tax base. It's yeah. great for the tax base. You not only get the property tax, but you get the room tax, which has helped to fund a lot of great projects in our city through the hotel tax. So we love that. Um, and that is something that the medical office community wants to see there. Um, so that's some part of the program for mainly that reason. Um, so there's that. And then the third building would be a residential building that would be geared toward uh, workforce housing, rental units, the workforce housing. Now, there's a difference, um, although the differences may be subtle to most, but there's a difference between affordable housing, subsidized housing, workforce housing. Uh, this Section isn't, 8, as people call it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. some yeah. people refer to, you know, some people get a certificate that are eligible for it, either get a disability or severe income guidelines that sure. through the government receive a Section 8 to supplement their um, uh, their living uh, conditions. And also, you know, this is not that. This is something that would be a program designed to gear toward working people that maybe aren't at the higher end of the of the pay scale, uh, but important tasks that they perform each and every day and what they do. So one of the complaints I have heard over the last several years is it's getting harder and harder for people to get a place they can afford in Quincy. And, you know, that's that's a, uh, that's a you know, a result of the market conditions. I mean, Quincy is hot right now. It's real estate for all the right reasons. Uh, we're seeing great investment in the red line. So Great four red line station. We got bus service. We got commuter rail. We got great natural resources. Incredible school system. Safe city. Great libraries, parks. I mean, you can go right through it. There's few communities I think that can compare with the services and the natural resources of this great city, Quincy. So for all those reasons, uh, we're seeing a great spike in value. So the workforce housing hopefully will be help us put a dent in some of the need in that regard. So it's about four hundred fifty thousand total square feet. Uh, of development and uh, over time, um, for example, right now that site pays about eighty-four thousand dollars a year in property taxes. Now, what I laid out to the council is that the medical office building would pay no property taxes, and uh, that's true in most places. Hospitals don't pay taxes; they're a nonprofit. They don't sure. pay the, the numbers; wouldn't work otherwise. However, with the hotel and with the residential building, the whole complex would be receiving about five hundred and. $69,000 a year in taxes. So even with that great discount on the property tax for the medical office building, we're way ahead of where we are today on taxes. So um, that's huge. That's that helps huge. That helps the bottom line uh, of the general fund, but it also helps us to pay for those much-needed public improvements in the downtown, which is, I know we talked about that, which was the diff. So that's the second piece I presented to the council, the next phase of the diff spending. Uh, I believe the number was about $63 million. And uh, that's for new roads, new utilities, design a garage, um, all the things. The next phase, uh, buying some property, um, we'll be buying a uh, as part of it, assuming the council approves, the old A.J. Wright building. That probably will be the, the spot for the next new garage we'll be building. It covers money for the extending Cliveden Street across Hancock Street, which is going to be a new driveway into the Hancock uh, lot garage, which, is, which I just spoke about being built. Oh, did I speak about it? Uh, but no. everyone, everyone yeah. understands um, that that side of the street, we're going to have a beautiful new garage come September. So this, this September, this, that's great. This coming September, yeah. it'll be finished. Um, 
Incidentally, I was talking yesterday to uh, a guy by the name of General Ronald Rand, who was an uh, Air Force general. Uh, we had him in the Flag Day Parade a number of years ago as a Grand Marshal. He comes from Quincy Point, one of eight boys, his poor mother, um, and was back to Quincy recently and, and uh, was telling me on the phone how incredible the changes were that, that he has seen. He lives in Virginia now. And uh, he couldn't get over the transformation of what he's seen in Quincy City. He loves what he saw. He loved the park. He loved the restaurants and the new look. Um, so, you know, we're so close to it every day. Sometimes you don't see it happening before your eyes. But uh, certainly a, a longtime Quincy person who was home recently uh, really had some great things to say about it. So that was awesome. I get to look at the social media um you know, a lot of what we have in Quincy and most of the positive stuff is, you know, people are, they're finally looking and saying, I think it's from the, the Hancock Adams common. Um, they're noticing the change in a big way. Yeah. And I think that's a positive thing too. I mean, well, it's, this, it's, it's hard going through, it's painful going through the process. Pain, but, painful going through the process. And even before the, the actual physical process starts, there's a lot of planning, a lot of effort uh, that happens. And, and you can't really explain it all to people. Some people just don't have that way to vision, you know, but uh, once they see it happening and then when it's done, everyone seems to enjoy it and sure. they get it at that point. So so it's great progress. And it's this is huge because it's commercial, commercial growth uh, on that side. So the diff, the next tranche of the diff funding, we've, we've borrowed money before. All that is being paid for, the bonds are being paid back with the new taxes out of the downtown. We got more than enough capacity to handle that with still money dropping into the general fund. So we're from day one, that was my mantra. I've said it a million times, but sometimes, I don't know, maybe people just don't, don't hear it or don't want to hear it, but that I said that from day one, the downtown would pay for itself through federal state grants and through the DIF funding, which allows us to spend money uh, in the downtown and infrastructure and pay for it out of the new taxes and the new value out of the downtown. I want to make that clear because... It seems to be a challenge everywhere I go to people talking about it. So, yeah. so it's not in competition with, you know, the city side for projects. This is a pretty unique program. Quincy's um, taken full advantage of the program. We've become a model on it uh, across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. It's been very well received. It's working, and uh, that's the only way to do it. Otherwise, would be putting on the back of the average taxpayer these improvements in the downtown, and and uh, I didn't want to do that. So. Um, that's the deal. So that, that was part two. Part three in the presentation was the update on the urban redevelopment plan for the downtown. So there's been, I think, four or five amendments since we started 12 years ago uh, on the downtown. Um, and there was some planning done, obviously, before I was mayor. Um, but, you know, in all the programs going before the state, we have to have an updated urban redevelopment plan. And as the uh, place starts to get built out, things change. So you've got to update the plan accordingly. And what we did include in this, we can't take anything by eminent domain uh, in the district unless it was identified in the urban redevelopment plan. So we've listed a number of new properties. Now, we couldn't afford to take all these properties, and I'm not suggesting we take all of them, but it gives us another tool down the road. If some of these landlords who are absentee landlords, who probably haven't been in Quincy in, in years, but collect a rent, and they send someone out when there's an emergency, some of these... Uh, old buildings that uh, they haven't spent a dime on. I could walk people down Hancock Street, and, and probably people would know the ones I'm talking about. Yeah. Graffiti on the side of the building, sure. siding from the 1950s, um, you know, decrepit signage, and just not well-maintained. So this gives us a tool that if they if they don't want to get out of the way for something that would be more positive for the city, then we can go to the council and, um, you know, pull the trigger on this and, and make something happen. So 
I, I don't want to think the people to think I'm going eminent domain happy, but the reality is you have to have all of it in the plan if you're going to execute down the road on one of them. You Makes know, sense. so uh, I want to make sure that's clear. So there's three separate pieces that are going to be before the city council, and in the coming days and weeks, I expect and hope that there'll be a number of meetings that will be held by the various committees of the council that will air all this out. The council will have a number of questions. Uh, the city pays an outside. Uh, lawyer, Jim Shea, who works for the council, to look at the program as well. We share everything with Jim Shea uh, upon um, uh, concluding the, the negotiation. So um, everyone will take another hard look at to make sure we're not missing anything, to make sure it's it's a program that uh, makes sense for the city. And I certainly, I'm so familiar with it because I've been at the table for a year and a half, and, and I don't want to be impatient with the council because this is the first time they're looking at it. Having said that, um, you know, I can go back to councils 30 years ago that have been waiting for this day. You know, um, we've been looking in, um, for change for a long time, and certainly the commercial aspect of it is huge. So I'm, I'm hoping it's well-received and we'll answer all the questions as, as necessary, um, and uh, I think this will continue to be um, uh, an incredible new downtown as we go forward. If, if somebody leaves today and comes back in five years, you really have a tough time probably recognizing that part of Hancock Street. Yeah, and that's the case. My brother lives in D.C., and he comes up, and he doesn't even recognize it as, as it is now. But he says it's beautiful. I mean, that's what that's what I'm hearing from folks out there yeah. for the most part. So hey, it can't make everybody happy. But we can't. We couldn't stand still. We couldn't stay stagnant. The, the downtown was in, in decline, serious decline. Oh, yeah. And I'm not suggesting there weren't some good places down there, but overall it was in serious decline. Right, right. Um you know, it's interesting you mentioned General Rand. This, we could do a whole show, and we should at some point, on our famous generals and the famous uh, military personnel. We're not just the city of presidents. We're also a city of some major military figures, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. we'll, we'll talk more about the General's Bridge in the coming days. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, let's talk about another exciting announcement that just happened yesterday. Uh, the Boston Cannons are the new lacrosse team, the professional lacrosse team in Boston. And their uh, new home, which we've announced back in, uh, a few months back, that is going to be here in Quincy. But let's talk a little bit about their latest announcement. Uh, sure. Well, to remind people, the Boston Cannons, is, uh, they're not brand new. They were playing at Harvard Stadium. So they've had a couple of different venues they've been at. Um, they approached the city. They approached us uh, several months ago with some interest in looking at playing their home games at the Veterans Memorial Stadium, which if you talk to anybody that's in, been involved in high school sports, um, whether the Quincy or outside of Quincy, but they played at Veterans Memorial Stadium. Everyone says it's one of the best stadiums around for any high school sports. In fact, I would suggest that many Division three colleges don't have the kind of facility that we have at Veterans Memorial Stadium. It's a beautiful venue. Uh, it's got a lot of history, of course. Um, the wall was built by the WPA back in the 30s. Uh, obviously, a lot of great memories for a lot of athletes playing in that in that facility for a long time. So we, we listened to the cannons and entertained it, and uh, the Park and Recreation Board has given approval. We've negotiated a deal where they come in and uh, have several dates in the stadium. It doesn't affect our schedules with the school kids. Um, but in addition, we're going to be getting more than $1.5 million worth of improvements to the stadium that's going to help the kids because all of these improvements, though it's geared for the cannons, also affects and helps anything that goes on in the stadium. So a uh, new press box, uh, brand-new scoreboard, uh, with a um, electronic uh, screen on it, uh, I don't know what the right term is for that. Um, like an LED screen, a yeah. really big, uh, like at, like at the, like at Red Sox. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a really professional, fresh, professionally done. Upgrades to the locker rooms, and then seating. Um, all of the existing aluminum 
Uh, benches will go away, and there'll be new plastic seating. Um, and then for several sections in the heart of the home stands, there would be backs to those seats. So it's going to be a real uh, nice feel to that place. So those folks that even go down to watch a high school game are going to be able to enjoy a much more comfortable <laughs> setting when they sit uh, sit on those uh, on those bleachers. So uh, that's all positive. That's a good thing. So there's a lot of uh, work done, locker room improvements. I think I mentioned um, a lot of great stuff that's happening that we couldn't necessarily afford to do. Um, now, we've got some work to do our own on the stadium. We try to do a few sections a year of the brick wall um, because over time through the weather, uh, freezing and thawing, um, it does have an effect. So uh, we'll be putting out the bid soon, probably another dozen sections uh, to get rebuilt, which would have to happen anyway. It's got nothing to do with the cannons. Uh, but we're excited about this because in addition to what it does to the stadium physically, um, they're also going to do a number of clinics and things and for local youth and the lacrosse youth programs, lacrosse programs at the high school. What a pretty cool thing for kids that are into lacrosse to be able to get out of the stadium and watch a professional lacrosse game. We have I mean, a it's, professional sports team in Quincy now. That's, that's pretty right. awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And, you know, as you know, in your former life with the Chamber Mark, I'm the spinoff from those games you got a few thousand people watching the game. They're going to either be going to dinner before or going to be dinner afterwards yeah. at one of these great restaurants we have. So it has an economic benefit on top of it as well. It sure does, and it doesn't interrupt anything really throughout the summer as the schedule through July yeah, the, and August. The, the beauty is uh, it's, I think the first game may be in, in June, but they're all on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. So there's no interference with rush hour during the weekday. It's great. Uh, Saturday afternoons are usually quieter on the road. Saturday mornings, Hancock Street can be tough. Right. Everyone's out doing their shopping, going to the post office or what have you. But now it's perfect timing uh, traffic-wise. And, of course, they've also met with our traffic department, Chris Cassani, police department, making sure everything is is uh, is run smoothly. Yeah, for the most part, I, I, I've heard nothing but positive feedback on this thing. This is a real exciting time. I mean, an exciting thing to happen to the city. Indeed. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful stadium. And, and uh, those that haven't been down there or seen – a game there, uh, whether you want to watch the Cannons or go to a high school game. You know, you sit in those home stands, you look down the beautiful field, you look across to your left, you see Mitch and McCoy and Adams in the woods of, of Marymount Park. Beautiful. And straight ahead to the right, you see Black's Creek right before yeah. your eyes flowing out towards uh, yeah. the estuary there that leads out to the Atlantic Ocean. So it's really a beautiful setting. It is. Uh, let's shift gears uh, as, as we wrap up the show. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago too, but I don't think anyone – expected this to happen. I mean, it was an unfortunate circumstance uh, under the past management of the college, but with Quincy College, the nursing program, let's talk about that a little bit because no one expected it to come back so quickly. Sure. Uh, For those that don't remember, um, before I became interim president, uh, Quincy College lost its uh, nursing program. The accreditation was taken away. The state state suspended it Um, for all the right reasons. uh, We immediately uh, jumped right in um, and I committed to getting that nursing program back as quickly as we possibly could. Uh, and many said it couldn't be done in that short of time frame. It would be three or four years before you'd get it done. At least, yeah. And uh, and lo and behold, we're, we're going to be open in September. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, throughout this process with our challenges with Quincy College, I had direct communications with Governor Baker, direct communications with Lieutenant Governor Polito, direct communications with Attorney General Mari Haley, direct communications with higher ed, with Secretary Sadez from Department of Health and Human Services, all of the folks that would have some kind of an impact. I met with the director of the Board of Registration of Nursing uh, along the way. I met with um, uh, the Barbara Brittingham, the head of uh, the accrediting agency for higher ed. I mean, a lot of work was done to touch bases. They were to let everybody know, look, this is, this is what occurred. It was isolated. 
We're fully committed to get it back to the quality it was. Uh, and through the cooperation of all these people, this happened a lot more quickly. Now, back in the home front, you know, we, we made some very important decisions at the college at the time. Normally, we, with a program uh, in jeopardy and on, on not being offered, the natural tendency or reaction would be, let's lay everybody off. Well, under the guidelines of the nursing program, you've got to start the program all over, so you've got to rebuild the curriculum from, from the start all the way through, completely rewriting the entire curriculum. Well, you need the nurses to do that. Uh, now, so we went out and we hired um, a couple of major hires. Obviously, everybody knows about the president, Mike Bellotti, and what he brings to the table, but uh, a couple of more quiet hires was a new provost, which is Dr. Jerry Kucher, who was head of uh, sciences out at DePaul University, um, amazing hire. Dr. Roxanne Mihal, she's director of nursing. We brought her in. She uh, She's had a lot of experience in this field. She's all the accreditations and and in conjunction with the people in the building and, of course, the support of the Board of Governors, um, you know, the, the Allison Cox and the QEA, and everybody came together and worked hard to say, look, we got to get this back on track. What do we need to do? What decisions do we have to make? And they gave me a lot of latitude. The Board of Governors really gave me a lot of latitude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was in receivership, but it was a similar situation. Um, you know, Lisa McBurney was uh, moved over there for time, operations manager. She did a phenomenal job. So... So, yes, we're turning the corner now in Quincy College. The nursing program is going to be open again. Um, the college will be talking more about that in the coming days for September in both Quincy and Plymouth. Um, it's, it's awesome. It's exciting. We're thrilled. Quincy College had a reputation for decades for the nursing program. We're going to have that back. Um, there's great demand for nurses in the marketplace, and there's demand for seats for, for School of Nursing. So um, we think we're going, to be, uh, we're going to be back at it, and... Um, Again, I'm grateful for all the help and support I got from every level of government and all the state agencies and private agencies that uh, really worked very hard to help us get this back on track. So I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah, those valued, uh, those relationships with the governor, the lieutenant governor, attorney general cannot be, you can't put a price tag on those. I mean, no, it matters. Really- I mean, it was this, this wasn't, you know, just follow that Mount Ida situation where uh, the college went bankrupt essentially and, you know, everyone was on. On, on, on edge of their seats, what's, what the heck's going on and what's going on in Quincy. So that's why we immediately... Yeah, the gloom and doom at well, the Yeah, time yeah. Brilliant. And, and you, you know, there's going to be more changes. Uh, some of the smaller colleges are struggling, and I'm sure there's going to be a change in the marketplace with some of them, just like we've seen in the healthcare industry on the hospital side. But uh, Quincy College, we believe, has a strong future. It has a, a real pretty cool niche. It's one of, I think, only two municipal-owned um, colleges in the whole country. It's pretty remarkable. So... Um, it, it brings great vitality to the downtown. It's got a long history, 60 years here as part of our city. So um, we're proud of our college. Uh, we think uh, the best days are ahead. So, Well, again, thank you, Mayor, for the updates on all three of those uh, exciting topics in the city of Quincy. And uh, we're almost through the winter. It is the middle of March. Got my March. fingers crossed. <laughs> I, you know, I was a park commissioner. I think it was April of 1997, April 1st. We had two feet of snow that croaked us, killed a lot of uh, tree branches, and it was it was a mess. So My daughter right was now a, was we're in the black yeah. in the budget, but you know we got a couple of weeks to go, so I don't get too excited yet. <laughs> I was away. I'm sorry during the snowstorm. I was in L.A. So sorry. Oh, no, <laughs> you look real sorry. Yeah, look at you laughing. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor Coke, for joining us on uh, City View with Mayor Tom Coke on the Quincy Podcast or Podcast Quincy is the name of it. So you can find it anywhere in your podcast uh, streaming outlets. By all means, join us and subscribe. Subscribe if you're on iTunes or on uh, any Android advice, uh, device. You can find us anywhere. 
podcasting anywhere on your Google and the Google Play Store. You can find us anywhere. So, again, thank you for joining us. My name is Mark Carey, media director for the mayor for Mayor Tom Coke and Mayor Tom Coke. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody.